Okay, yesterday was Samach Tala, number 64. Today is Samach Hay, number 65. We will finish the parak today. It's exciting. Moving right along in Seches Ksuvis. And we're going to start our review from yesterday's Daf. Um, actually, at the end of Daf Samach. Um, where, yeah, actually, uh, like eight lines down on Daf Samach Tala, number Aleph. That's our, we'll start our review. And uh, again, we'll get to today. So, um, have in mind also Rufu Shlema to all who need it. Hadas Bas Ranya, Aviva, Bas Yehudis, and all else who need it. Okay, so um, we started off with the Rav uh, Tuvi Barkisna in the name of Shmuel. He says that you uh, that um, even though the woman is only betrothed, um, you can still write any Geras merit for not wanting to consummate the marriage, pushing off and uh, refusing, finishing off the marriage, or, you know, final, finalizing the marriage, following through with the Nisuan. But by Shemer's Yavam, not. And the question is, is that we saw another source that says that we don't make any distinction. Arusa, Nisua, Nita, Chola, Shemer's Yavam, all of them have the same law as, uh, as far as refusals go, and it affects the Ksuva. So what's the deal? So the first... first uh, iteration of an answer was from uh, what well, well, the Gemara says. Maybe you know we make a distinction between whether he is the one requesting and she is the one refusing, or is she the one requesting and he's the one refusing. Um, similar, because like we find Rav Tachlifa Baravim in the name of Shmuel that if he's requesting, then we listen to it. If she's requesting, then we don't listen to her. So the Gemara says, "What are you saying? It's going like Shmuel." The Shmuel statement is talking about where she is requesting, and that's why when it comes to Shemar's Yavam, not. The question is, is, so it's still saying that we do write any Geras merit for an Arusa. What does it mean? On an Arusa sounds like we're writing it on her, meaning that she's the one who's at fault here. And not, so it should have said Le Arusa. That's problem number one. So the Gemara says, don't worry about that. A little TikTok type of situation, you can switch it, change the Gersa to Le Arusa. But the question really is, logically, why would we make a distinction between Shemar's Yavam, where if, if, um, if she is claiming, I want to finalize this, and he is pushing it off, that you don't write any Geras merit, but when she's re- saying, I want to consummate the marriage already, um, and he refuses, then we would write any Geras merit on him. The question is, what's the difference? If the reason by Shemar's Yavam is not because he can say, you know, look, you can... You know, you don't have any commandment to have children. So, uh, by Rus also, she doesn't have any commandment to have children. Elamai, she has a claim. Her claim is, is that, look, I want to have kids because I want somebody to take care of me when I'm old and somebody to bury me when I die. It's important. Okay? Um, so the Gemara says, Shemer um, is also can be that she wants the same thing. So obviously that's not what's going on. So we're saying both sides are talking about the, the two cases are where he's claiming and she's refusing. And uh, the difference is, is the asking for a chalitz or yibam. Because uh, Rabbi Pita says in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that if he requests chalitz, so then we listen to him. If he requests yibam, we don't listen to him. Why not? Um, so the Gemara says, because you could say, look, you know, go marry somebody else. What's your problem? You know, like... Um, um, that's but when it comes to Yibam. But by Chalitza, um, you could also say the same thing, go marry somebody else. 
why can't he say go, the, the, you know, why is that not a good claim against him to just go marry somebody else if you want to fulfill the mitzvah period? Yeah. because nobody wants to marry somebody who's attached to another woman that's the, that, that, that same logic will apply whether it's for chalitz or yibam so I, the question the distinction between chalitz and yibam doesn't make sense so the Gemara says you're right we're talking about where he wants the yibam and uh, one version has that claim of yibam is a rebelliousness if she refuses, and the other claim not. And that is really depending on the Mishnah Rishon or Mishnah Kron, as we know, whether or not doing Yivam is the right thing to do or not the right thing to do changed in history. Originally, that was the better option of the two, and it's negative to do a Chalitza. Um, but that was because when they did it, they did it for the right reasons, for the Kavan of the Shem Shemayim, for the Mitzvah. But later on, they lost that reason, the proper kavana of why to do yibum. So therefore, uh, they say mitzvah chalitza is priority, and therefore, if he's pushing for yibum, we're not niskakin though, and we don't write a nigeris merit if she refuses the yibum, because after all, she's not you know like yibum is is frowned upon in the later generations. And that's what's going on. That's what changed. All right. Next thing we said: How low do we go? We, do we just zero out the, the ksuva if she refuses to, to be with him, to be intimate with him, um, and uh, so on and so forth in the Mishnah? So the Gemara says, uh, the question is, how much money do we, do we take off? <laughs> and we use the term trepekin. We don't know what a trepek is. So Rav Shesha says, it's a estira, which is a sela medina, which is the, um, which is the lower, it's like a, a half a zuz. That's what he said. Then we saw Rebuda says that, uh, that it's three trapekin, which comes out to nine ma, which is a ma vachetzi for each day, that's per week. So the three trapekin is a week, which means it's a ma uh, and a half on every day that she refuses. Now the question is, is that why is it that when it comes to the man's side, if she's refusing, so we give him something that's divisible by seven, that means he's also, uh, Shabbos is part of the calculation. By her, we're only counting the six days of the week because one and a half times six equals the nine, uh, the nine, um, uh, the nine ma. That uh, so and uh, so that's the question. So the answer is is that there's a big difference between his side and her side. His side, it's saving him money. So when it's saving him money, so because the ksuba is going lower and lower, so he can save money on Shabbos. As opposed to her, she's gaining money. Because every week that he refuses, she gets more money in her ksufa, three trapik in a week. Um, which, and if you're going to give her more money for Shabbos, then it'll look like she's getting schar Shabbos, and therefore the rabbis did not institute that she should get one for Shabbos. Question that the Gemara wants to know is, Rafir Ba Yosef said to Shmuel, is that what's the difference between a Mored and Moredes? Why is a Moredes? It's almost it's less than half the value. Uh, uh, I mean, for Moreda, she's she's losing much more than she would gain if he's refusing. What's the difference? The answer is um, that uh, there's a huge difference between men and women. Back then, who's the, well? The proof is who who is uh, hiring others for relations? Is it the men hiring the women or the women hiring the men? There you go. So that already sa- uh, clarifies where the there's a greater desire per se. That's one idea. The other idea that we saw is that when it comes to men, if he is aroused, it's more embarrassing because it's noticeable as opposed to a woman, it's a lot more 
private. Okay, the next thing we talked about is the one who provides for his wife's need through, um, through an intermediary. So there's a set amount, an allotment that he has to provide for her, two kav of wheat or four kav of barley. And Rabbi Yishmael says, no, 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 barley, that, that's Rabbi Yishmael who's near Edom. Okay, we'll get to that in the Gemara today. Half a kav of beans, half a lug of oil, a kav of dried dried dates uh, or or figs, you know any you know fruit. That's what we see. And if there is no, either of those, then you can get fruit from some other source of fruit, basically. And you also have to provide her a bed with mattresses and um, head covering, belt for her garment for her waist, shoes from <laughs> holiday to holiday, and clothes of fifty zos. Per year, new, not new clothes in the win- in the summer, uh, or worn clothes in the winter, but rather the new clothes is in the is in the the whole new outfit is in the winter season, and that that and the last year season will the worn out clothes will be used in the summertime because then it's already thinner and more comfortable for the summer. Um, any worn out clothes is hers to keep, um, and she's also given in addition to all this a mal kesef for her needs. And he has an obligation to eat with her um, from Friday night to Friday night. And if he doesn't give the Malkesa for her needs, then he, then she will keep her earnings. How much is her, uh, how much earnings does she need to produce? What's her quota, so to speak? So it's five uh, salayim's weight of shasi, which is the thicker threads in Yehuda, which is ten salayim in Galil, or... 10 slime of Arev in Yehuda, which is 20 slime in the Galil. And if uh, it, uh, have a good Shabbos, Yehuda. Yeah. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. Okay. Okay. And if she's nursing, so then her quota goes down, but her food uh, allotment goes up. And this is for the poor man. This is like minimum. And it goes up from here. Uh, somebody who's wealthy or, or more honorable, then the money goes up. Okay. So uh, the Mishnah uh, doesn't seem to fit into Rab Yochanan Bebroka or Rab Shimon. And that's basically talking about food stuff, and it's saying um, how much food is a daily uh, intake, really. Because uh, we talked about the uh, meals that you have to set aside in order to establish an Erev Tchum. And as we know, if you want to extend your Erev in one direction to allow you to walk in that direction, you have to put food, fr- um, you know, Friday before sh- before evening, you put the food out in that location, and then that makes that your zero point, and then you're granted an additional 2,000 amas from there. How much food do you have to put? You put the food of two meals, meaning the bread worth bread worth two meals worth of bread. Uh, which kind of bread? Uh, so we, which kind of meal? So either it's a weekday meal or a Shabbos meal. According to a mayor, it's a weekday meal because you eat less bread on a weekday. And according to uh, according to review, it's a Shabbos meal because you actually eat less bread on Shabbos. Okay, uh, both mean the lesser amount. Now Rabbi Yochum Broka says. That uh, the the light the, the loaf of bread is bought with a punyan, and that's when there's four sela, four saw per sela, and Rabbi Shimon says it's two um, two yados for uh, 
for one loaf out of three loaves per kav. Okay, so there's a different weights and different size loaves that they're measuring. And half of that for the house of, for, for, for the, the Tsaras Abais, as you know, when you're in the house, when you're in a house that is Tsaras, so you don't automatically become Tameh until you're, you stay there for the amount of period of time that it takes to eat um, a, a half a loaf of bread. Okay, and that's the, that's the, that's the period of time. And then we said that's half, and then there's half of the half uh, to render a person his body tameh, and half of a half of half to um, if you eat that's if you eat tameh food you become tameh. It's a rabbinic law, and half of a half of half is for the um, for the food to be subject to masochlin. But the point being is, according to Rabbi Yochum Broke, if you do the math, it comes out that there's eight meals a week, and according to Rabbi Shimon, it's eighteen meals a week. So like. Um, that's the number should be fourteen that we're looking for. I mean, figure two yeah, meals two a day, two times a day, two times a day, times 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 seven days a week. That's that's, that's so. Why is the allotment uh, this way? So the Gemara says was going on and as you know, Rav Chizda says that uh, when we talked about the the large amount of wheat, that's a third is being taken away by the storekeeper. So if if it's eight meals, really you got to throw that back in, and it comes out to twelve. Because it's an additional third on top of the eight, so uh, the Gemara says, "Okay, that's twelve. That he's still short. Um, he's still short two meals." He says, "Yeah, but he's eating with her on Friday nights. That's not part of the allotment." Okay, that's so the Gemara says that's if the word eating means eating, as we'll see in today's daf. There's another view that says eating means relations. It doesn't mean eating. So um, that uh, that's one problem, and also you still only thirteen. You don't cut fourteen. So the Gemara explains that uh, it's going like the other statement of Rav that, that there's actually half of it goes to the storekeeper, and therefore if you have eight, the eight turns into double that because we're putting that back into the amount that she's going to be getting per per week, and uh, therefore it's sixteen meals. So the Gemara says, uh, how could Rav Chizda argue on himself? First he says a third, now he says a half. The answer is it depends who's providing the wood. If you if the wood for the that the storekeeper is baking is using his own wood for the baking, then he's going to take a half of the wheat, whatever you wheat you give him, he he takes a half as his wages. That's how it works. That's how he makes his money. Um, if uh, you know, because they used to be only one oven, you know, like for baking. So like people would use the storekeeper's oven. Um, if you're providing your own wood, so he only takes a third for the cost of the oven the upkeep, but he's not providing the fuel. Okay? So, uh, you know, sort of like when you rent a car, the fuel surcharge and everything. Okay, there's like other things that they put on there. Okay. So, anyway, so the Gemara says still, it's 16 meals. Uh, um, so, you going like Rabbi Chitka, who says that there's an idea that you have to have four meals on Shabbos, um, which we are only familiar with three. So the Gemara says no. Uh, so it could be go like the rabbis. One meal goes to guests because she's entitled to have a guest. She doesn't have to eat alone always, and she should have a little bit extra that she could provide for the guests. So the Gemara says, "Oh, guest! Once you throw the guests into the situation, situation, you can make it fit like Rip Shimon who said it's eighteen meals, because um, then there's three for the guests. Okay, because you have uh, fourteen meals plus the shalshudas. That's fifteen." plus an additional three for the guests. And according to Rebbe an additional two for the guests. So it could fit in with every opinion. Okay, because remember, he said he had 18 meals. All right. And that is where we left off yesterday. 
And uh, I did mention yesterday also, I think I mentioned this, that the, the custom to have Kiddush on Shabbos and then go down, go home and have a meal comes from Rabbi Chidka to fulfill the idea of having four meals on Shabbos. But anyway, interesting.